Is it ever okay to turn down a potential client? Uh, this came up on a call with our clients this morning, so I figured I'll just share what I shared with them with you guys. So let me dive into this. Welcome to the Health Burner Show. My name is Uriel Kim. If you're a health practitioner or a coach looking to build a successful virtual health practice that allows you to help more people, make a lot more money, and enjoy a greater quality of life in the process, then this is the podcast for you to listen to. Let's dive in. Hey guys, what's going on? Uriel Kim here, CEO and founder of Healthpreneur. We help health professionals and coaches get more clients and scale their coaching businesses online. And this question actually came up twice this morning, and I answered it once because there's no sense in answering the same question twice. But the question was essentially, how do I say no to clients or potential clients um, if I feel like it's, there's something off? Or is it okay to say no to people that are booking calls with you, inquiring about working with you? And the answer is very simple. You have all the right in the world to say yes or no to anyone. Because if you think about your business, your business is your business. It is your philosophy. It's how you want to do things. You can accept certain people. You can deny certain people. That's just the way it is. And I think it's very important whether you're working in a one-on-one capacity with clients or more in a group, it doesn't really matter. But I think at the end of the day, when you're speaking with someone, we all have this feeling, right? We all have this intuitive feeling where like, man, this person would be amazing to work with or shit, get me off the call. This doesn't sound good. Like this doesn't feel right. You have to honor that. You really do. And I think it's, it's easier said than done, especially when you quote unquote need the sale, right? Like first and foremost, you ideally never want to be in a position where you need the sale because he or she who needs the sale most is at a disadvantage. When you have options, you have the advantage. And what I mean by options, options meaning you can say no to prospective clients who you know are not a good fit energetically as as a starting point, okay? So energetically, you are spending time with this person if they were to become a client. You should feel as if you want to spend time with them. If someone is a major energetic drain on a discovery call, that's a warning sign that that is probably going to be what the relationship's going to look like. Because how the journey starts is usually how the journey progresses and ends. So that's the first thing, is just kind of listening to that intuitive feeling. The second thing is really from a place of responsibility of asking yourself, can I really help this person? And my, my answer to my client this morning was, you have to be very clear about your perfect client criteria. And this, and I've mentioned this many times before, most problems in business, at least in a coaching business, are a reflection of a lack of clarity around the perfect clients. So what it starts off with is something like, I'll just use weight loss as an example, okay? So Who's your perfect client? Oh, I help women lose weights, right? That's like version 1.0. As you mature in business, as you work with more clients, version 2.0 is, oh, I help women lose the last 20 pounds. Cool. That, you know, you work with some clients, that, 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 that. Version 3.0 is, you know, I work, I help women lose the last 20 pounds. And specifically, if they've done this or this or this, right? So now you're getting more refinement over time because you're working with clients, you're seeing which ones are winning, which ones are not, 
what you like, what you don't like? Are there certain situations or conditions someone has that slows down their progress they can make with you? Or are there certain things that you see as a foundation that accelerate the results they get with you? And so you're observing and taking all this data in over time and each little you know bump in terms of clarity allows you to improve your messaging and allows you to be more clear about who you do want to work with and who you don't want to work with. As an example, in our business, I know that I can help not just myself, but our whole team. We can help someone who has an established business grow probably 10 times in the space of 12 months in terms of revenue. It's like, it's crazy. Like if you've got an email list, a following, if you've got existing revenue, like the, the speed at which you can grow is just insane. If you're starting off now, listen, like I'll, I'll probably say that 60% of our clients are on the kind of just starting phase of at least the online journey. And we can certainly help them. Like most of our clients are in that position and a lot of them have done very, very well with our help, but it just takes longer. And that's a decision that we are okay with. We said, listen, as much as we'd love to help our clients win like this, the reality is that the vast majority of the marketplace in the health professional space is not there. So either we work with a very small percentage of an already small marketplace or we just improve what we do so we can help more people in this space, whether they're a little more advanced or a little bit more beginner. And we're very aware of that, okay? And so we're also very communicative of that with those individuals to say, listen, if you're just starting off and you have no idea what an email is, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time to build that skill set. Whereas if you've been sending emails or if you've been running Facebook ads or if you've already sold stuff for two, three, four thousand dollars over the phone, the whole journey becomes a lot easier, right? Relatively speaking. So all of this to say that the longer you are in business, the longer you are working with clients, the more clarity you have around who you can and who you want to work with. Who, and this is one of the questions we give our clients to think about, if you only got paid after your clients got the results they came to you for, who would be the best client for you to work with? It's a great question to think about because if you think of realtors, they only get paid once they sell a house. You don't get a realtor coming to your door and saying, hey, can I have $100,000? You're like, you crazy? <laughs> Why? Because I'm going to sell your house. No, no, no. You sell my house, then I'll give you $100,000 reluctantly as a commission or whatever the commission is. But in our business, it's different. We're asking for the money generally upfront. And so the client is assumingly taking on a little more risk because they don't have the result yet. But if you flip the script and you said, hold on, if I didn't get paid, if I worked, if I, if this person came in and they gave me money, okay, that's just the way it is. But what would happen if they didn't pay me money until I quote unquote sold the house? Would I work with just anyone? Or would I work with a very specific type of person? It's a very good question to ask because what that allows you to do is, again, coming from a place of service, not just making money, it really forces you to be a lot more discerning with who you decide to work with. As an example, if I want to help someone lose weight and I have two choices here, I've got someone who's 500 pounds and someone who is, I don't know, 180 pounds and a little more active which one do I think is, is going to get better results? 
I'm most likely going to take the person who's 180 pounds and a little bit active because they have forward momentum. Someone who's 500 pounds and who's never worked out in their life and who doesn't eat you know, healthy food, that's a huge momentum shift that has to happen. And that's like, we come from a lot of times we want to help everyone and it doesn't mean that we should. And so there's nothing wrong with helping very specific types of people that you know you can do a better job for or with. So that was the answer that I, I gave uh, to my clients this morning. Um, what, number one is kind of listening to that intuitive hit. Number two is, again, from that place of service, who is really like, who do you think would get the best results with your help? And then the third thing, just kind of touching on what I touched on earlier, is is it's okay to say no to people. And this can show up in a couple ways. So I mentioned this in a video I shot yesterday. One of our clients is getting so many calls booked that, you know, it's crazy. Uh, and like crazy for her relative to where she was before. And I told her, I'm like, listen, you're in a position, so you she's on the fertility side. You have to have both people on the phone. If you're getting just the woman on the phone, the, the sales cycle becomes ridiculously long because then they talk to their spouse and their spouse will say, well, I don't think you should do this. And, this, and, the, and the woman's like, well, okay, honey, I guess you're right, even though you're on the phone, which is nonsense. So I told her, I'm like, this is your business. You set the rules. So rule number one is if we're going to have a conversation, you and your spouse are on the phone. And if that doesn't happen, I'm never working with you. Like you can say that as a business. You can say that. You And it doesn't even matter if you have a ton of calls booked or not. How you have to tell, you have to train people how you want them to treat you. Because, and I've seen this happen many times, and I'm just using fertility as an example. Woman shows up on the phone, she's a 10 out of 10, but then her husband's not on the phone because he's traveling all the time, apparently. All these husbands are traveling. Where are they traveling to? They're never at home. So then, obviously, they run up by the spouse or the boyfriend or the husband, and the husband says, oh, it's too much money, I don't want to do that, even though IVF is like 10 times the price and 95% less effective. So this happens over and over and over and over again. And I just said, uh, to one of our clients this morning, I'm like, at what point do you no longer tolerate that? Because until then, they're just, you're a kicking can. You're allowing your time to be taken up, right? 30 to 60 minutes a call. And then they're like, yes, I'm a 10 out of 10. I just want to run this by my husband. And then what happens? Nothing. Whenever someone gets off the phone, it's not happening. For the most part, you have to understand that 99% in is closer to no than it is to yes. And so when you are in a position where you don't like, listen, like you have to be in a, from the position of you need my help more than I need your money. The prize never chases. And when you come from that position of taking it away from people, they will jump through hoops laced with fire to work with you. And if they don't, that's okay, but don't chase them. Be able to say no because everyone you say no to opens up space for a better person to come in. It's like if uh, if you've ever experienced this in a relationship where you broke up with someone or they broke up with you and it's like, oh my God, it's, um, it's the end of the world. I'm never going to find someone as good as this person. And guess what happened? The next person was like infinitely better, assuming you grow and didn't attract the same person and the same problems again. And I've noticed this all the time in my life. When, when, when you say no to someone or when you let someone go, you create space for someone better to come in. And if you come from that place of abundance, then it's like, yeah, I can say no to whoever I want because you have an infinite pipeline of people coming in 
assuming you actually have a pipeline built for your business. So anyways, um, those are my thoughts on whether or not you should say no to potentially working with some people. Um, the three specific scenarios in which I think it's, it's a useful to think about and obviously how to approach those. So anyways, if this is helpful for you, drop me a comment below. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the channel and I hope you have an amazing day. Talk to you soon. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Healthpreneur Show podcast. And while you're there, I'd really appreciate it if you left a five-star rating or review if you feel it merited that. At the same time, if you'd like to connect with me, the best place to do so is on Instagram. You can find me. I am at healthpreneur. And be sure to tune in and subscribe to our YouTube channel on YouTube. Just search Health Printer, and you'll find all of our great videos there as well. That's all for today. I appreciate your time and your attention. Keep doing the meaningful work that you are doing, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.